Good morning everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. Good morning everyone. You know, I want to tell you, those that love animals, which I really believe is the majority of folks, you have some kind of connection either to animals or plants, or both. <laughs> and you just love living life. <clears throat> this is what's going to change the world. It's going to change the world away from hatred and all of these silly things that make us act barbaric. We're moving into a new civilization of change, whether you like it or not. And with that being said, there's a lot of good things getting ready to roll out, especially for pet parents. Hey, pet parents. I'm a pet parent. From what pet? From one pet parent... <laughs> to another you know sometimes the load can be long and heavy with the different worlds that we are carrying <clears throat> i'm here to let you know that you're not alone okay i had to take a quick intermission but i just want you to know that um you're not alone and Life is not easy. No one said it was going to be this beautiful, magical road. And, you know, you're also taking care of pets. Maybe it's one pet. Maybe it's multiple pets. Maybe it's, you know, lots of plants or just living organisms in your house. And we have to be, you know, connected and grounded. And I'm going to tell you, there is power in nature. Yes, indeed. There are, there is power in even having plants inside your house. Why? Because it, they are connected to the cord of life, which is the earth, like literally roots and all its different, uh, different intricate systems, you know, reflect also the human, the human body. If you look at our lungs, if you look at like, if you look at the, the veins and the structure of our neurons, you will see that they resemble that of roots, of different firings that go on, different booms of life, different heartbeats of life, different, you know, atomic things that we can't even, we cannot see with the naked eye are occurring, different life-living forms of plasmas and energies are being formulated as we speak and are constantly in motion, constantly grazing our eyes, constantly giving us goosebumps. And we wonder what, what are these things? I'm here to tell you, you are never alone, pet parents. Pets, yes, are very intuitive. They're the ones that see what we cannot see. They sense danger. Sometimes they just can be skittish because humans have impacted their psyches. Humans have done things to, to pets that should never, we shouldn't even be allowed to discuss. Okay? And so oftentimes, <clears throat> beautiful angelic pet parents will rescue pets that have gone through trauma, that have been yelled at, that have been neglected, that have felt not loved. 
when those things occur, it's so important. And and I've met so many beautiful pet parents in Colorado that have rescued pets. Just showering your pet with, with love. But at the same time, you have to be healthy. Take a walk with your pet. Make sure that they have some so-so soothing hydrator on their coat to protect them, to protect their coat. I've designed a groundbreaking formula that can do multiple things all at once. And yes, I'm sure someone want some. I've already had someone try to steal this actual formula. Um, and you know what? You can't really steal. It's like from the earth and is my energy that's bonded with it which makes it what it is so you know it's okay i want people to learn how how to take the baton and continue their growth with organic products and whatever makes sense that's my mission is to help educate um the medicine the the medicine communities like to really continue <clears throat> You need to continue your your journey in terms of organic healing. Many of these um, pharmaceuticals, they call it, all of those, a lot like the majority of that, as you, I hope, are aware, are simply plant extracts combined with other chemical uh, compounds that were designed by a scientist that can interact together with the plant, with the what was extracted from with whichever country it came from, countries, yes, bonded with, you know, a scientist and whatever formulas have been working over time to combat certain illnesses, not only in humans, but also in animals. And so it really like jumpstarts your cells and helps really to, it's designed, you know, chemical like pharmaceuticals are designed to jumpstart whatever is going on and really give it a neutral blast and oftentimes those things you know I'm not you know those things are necessary right but so I'm not against science however I do believe that if we if we continue to do more research and exploration all of these chemicals, especially used to treat like burns, third degree burns, um, there's like there's new technology and graphing technology, you know, that has definitely been a, a, a help sake for third degree burn victims. I'm a third degree burn survivor. My ear was was burned just with extreme heat when I was a baby, when I was two and a half years old. <clears throat> I have experienced that and I understand how it feels to have a like something that hurts on your body or something that makes you abnormally a little bit different from everyone else. Okay? My ear was actually bigger a little bit bigger than the other ear, so I would have some kids. It wasn't a lot of kids, but they were they would say things about it. Or like, shut up with your burnt up ear. That came from someone, someone I know, no, no, as a child. So, um, you know, it's, I understand. 
And so pets that have experienced forms of abuse, in fact, um, I want to give a shout out to Allison. Um, her beloved pet actually passed. Um, he passed on. He was, he was older, but um, he was a rescue. I can't quite remember his name, but he was a rescue and he actually had a chemical burn. And I've posted, I, I made a post on my Plant Whisper Botanicals, uh, it's an old, older post. But anyway, um, Allison is the event, she was the uh, event coordinator at Max Fun Animal Shelter. And so I was already helping a dog with really, like, with the worst allergies in the entire um, clinic. <laughs> and so um, I gave her a bottle and she's like, my dog has a very bad chemical burn she she shared the, a photo which i've i've posted and it was it was bad so over time you know i would go service um the dog uh her name was macy um macy actually had really bad allergies and she actually ended up getting adopted i mean she was a uh, i want to say she looked like a pit bull and um like if you go back to my very beginnings you'll see like photos like her coat was kind of messed up real red and anyway long story short she ended up getting adopted because her coat changed she was the last one in max fun animal shelter and she finally got adopted so i can say that's a testimonial um but as far as allison's um baby you know that chemical burn she said actually began to heal even though it was an older burn it's it, it was like I'm not sure how old it was, per se, but I do know he was a rescue, but it was, she said it started to, like, the skin underneath started to come back, and then, like, the scar, the scabs and stuff, it's like it started to go away, and it started to really blend, like, started to just blend in, you know, and so I was very happy I was able to, to help, to help the pet feel better and feel loved. And so that's what my products are designed to do. If you're wondering, like, I really want to buy the product, but I don't know enough enough about it. And I don't know where it's being made. And I don't know how this person knows all this, you know, all these, like, what ifs. Well, how about this? Just go ahead and shoot me a message. I am happy to send a sample. If it's, if you're, I, do, I actually do a money back guarantee. But the thing is, your pets lo will love the product because... For once in their life, they'll feel like their actual skin is being attended to. Their entire skin. Like, this product doesn't sit on the hairs. It sit. It doesn't just sit like a, you know, like a my paw cream would just sit, right? Any kind of shea butters or cocoa butters. That's gonna, that's what it's designed to do. My product is not designed to do that. It's designed to, once you spray or apply with your hands and massage in the coat, it's designed to get right in, into the skin. And when you do, when you massage it into your pet's coat, it creates like a heat. Um, it, it creates, it actually creates um, electricity. Um, something that it's very light, of course, but whenever we're, we're rubbing, it, it's really like, it's stimulating even when we get a, like a hip massage or foot massage it's stimulating to our to the neurons okay and so that feels so electrifying to your pet because finally their coat is getting a drink of water the, the root system 
of the skin cells, like that that system in which it the, it needs to drink, it, it's actually getting hydrated. So while we domesticate pets, we have to make sure that we're still, you know, following like natural rules. Like if your pet was out in the streets, like if this was thousands of years ago, in fact, it would be access to water and jumping in ocean, jump, jumping in little lakes and grabbing meats, you know, like your pet would be out there in the wild. So it's like, you have to kind of make sure you're maintaining that consistency as far as what it's used to. And so, um, those are just some things I want to share about how to take care of their coat, how to love them and knowing that you also need to be loved and you also need to be taken care of. So you will also get some information from me where you, you will save up to 35% off of travel for the rest of your life. Um, go ahead and activate that whenever you like or give it away as a gift. Um, I also uh, will extend a 25% discount if you go to my website and place an order. Um, please enter in Pet, Whis Pet Whisper Magic. When you go to plantwhisper.com um, in the checkout. So go ahead and check out some salmon or um, pig ears or whatever it is you need to spoil your pet, number one. And let me just tell you, all of my treats have a nutritional component because I don't believe in just loading up pets up with a bunch of stuff that's not going to really do anything for them. So my lamb liver bites actually have bee pollen in it. And I also... Um, put I've just started adding peanut butter the pets literally it's gone so you need to just tear off a little piece it's a cake it comes looks like a cake um tear off a piece of the cake and then please you know you you can refrigerate it if you um you know I do have different types so um you know lots of different things going on for pets uh, the other thing, too, is bee pollen is very good for stomach health. It's good for joint health. It's good for you, pet parent. It's good for your pet. Seaweed is another key ingredient that I use in all of my pet treats because seaweed gives a nice savory flavor. Um, and your pet, I actually, um, I'm I'll be posting a video today <laughs> about this pet that rubbed its body all over the uh, figure. So yeah, he was doing that. And, and I appreciate that. I think it was a, he might've been a she, I can't remember. I have to watch the video again. And I apologize. So the, the key is this, you know, we live in a world of a lot of uncertainty right now, but what we can be certain of is how we live our lives. Be dignified, stand tall, walk strong, walk proud, Stand on your morals. Be different. Be you. Be the synergy of you. Be the city inside of you. Be the love that flows in you. Be the couples. Be the marrieds. Be the families. Be the singles. Be the togetherness. Be the dualities. Be the communities. And be the beauties. Be the plants. Grow high. Seek 
to breathe in good things. Meditate, take walks, dark thoughts, get out. The dark thoughts are your shadow. Speak peace to the shadow and say, I will not. I will not today. Though you are behind me, ever hovering over me, I will continue to journey towards the sun of truth, the light force as I walk on the ground. As the paths of my pet's paws walk, there is stillness around the city. Did you know that it runs deep past the roots, past communities, past things you never knew? And tis the beauty of all these things that we today in Colorado, we will spring forth new life. You will not drive crazy with your pet in the car. Oh, no, no, no. You will respect those as they are different. You will respect the peace and the polarity. We will move into a new horizon. We are a mile high. We are a mile. We rise. So as we continue to do these things, you make sure the pollutants do not stink. However, we will rain. We will sing as the beauty in the night. I see cities inside you. I see cities inside you. You bring melodies in me I see So today we will close out This is Monique's Pet Whisper And I am on a cloud Thank you so much for being wonderful pet parents. Thank you for your support. And thank you for loving life. Signing out. PlantWhisper.com Hello everyone and welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. This is a channel where you will find insightful learnings about animals and the other side and how to really live your best life with your pet and how to understand some of the weird phenomena that could be occurring in your home. So we delve into everything from dreams and just many different types of, um, you know, supernatural experiences that people feel and experience as well as your pets. So get ready to take a ride. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about when we lose a loved one. And what what does that do to us? 
and how how do we cope with it and I want to address something in this this is what today's topic is you've lost a loved one and now you are experiencing spiritual phenomena so there's a couple of things that I really have to address here because just because we lose a loved one and they transition to the other side um, that yes there are some of our loved ones will stay behind and believe me they get permission to do this to be a guardian and to help and sometimes your pets may even see grandpa or auntie but what happens when the person that died wasn't a good person what happens if they were abusive if they were predators sexual predators if they were thieves if they like playing tricks and hurting people and then that person dies so identifying the difference between a good spirit and a bad spirit is important to understand when you're dealing with a loved one that has passed on and they weren't a good person unfortunately for you that particular entity now we can call it may want to continue wreaking havoc and may want to continue on doing what it was doing and what really kind of blew my mind me personally was i mean there were a few episodes about you know people being sexually assaulted by spirits i'm like what now i know this to be true but it's the fact is is it's happening at more of an alarming rate and so there's a problem here so people here's what it is every day we are inundated with things that challenge our self-worth and our self-awareness we are hypnotized we are betwixt and we are lied to to even like get into certain things that are not even good for us and once you start to go on that path or perhaps it's you were raised a certain way with unresolved issues you know you could be doing things your parents did and you're trying to figure out why am i in this cycle well oftentimes that could actually attract certain types of experiences and energies inside of your home there is a difference between good spirits who are here to help who are oftentimes people we already know i'm just telling you now it's not like you know aunt martha when you never you don't even know this per, the spirit is in your house and you're like who is it no it's more than likely your ancestor there's laws and there's rules and you have to have a voice you have to be you have to have practice self-awareness okay and then when you do that those things you know anything coming into your personal sacred space will really be bounced out of it so one way you can do that if there's something around you bothering you you create a vortex of light in your mind and you envision a circle of, of white light white light to the point it it starts to turn blue and you put you and your family in that light your pets everything that you love inside of that light 
And anything that tries to come near you, you practice that mental, that it's like a mental um, breakdown. And so you just, you know, you can even use your fingers to um, really as, as a part of like thwarting off anything bad. So I can tell you that um, oftentimes when people have crossed over and they have unres- they, they weren't even able to finish whatever it is they thought they were supposed to do. A lot of times they want their story heard. So let's say we have a a person who, okay, I'll give you an example. So when I was like 12 years old, I used to have, um, like that's when my dreams really started getting intense. But it's like I used to have these dreams about people's lives, like uh, their whole life. And I remember, um, you know, one dream that really bothered me was it was it was a robbery that happened in the dream. It was a black woman and I believe a white woman. And they both worked at this store. And so suddenly these robbers came in and I even seen what they looked like. And they took the women and they put them in this other room. And it kind of the dream kind of gave me a flash of what happened to them. And then then they were killed. And so that dream really I didn't understand, like, why am I dreaming this? Then this other dream um, that bothered me as a kid, I was in high school at the time, but for some reason I would have a lot of dreams about, like, boys that had been sexually assaulted. Like, I don't know why, but in this one particular dream, there was this big truck driver, nasty-looking dude, Rick Fat Guy, and he, I guess he kidnapped his little, he was probably like eight or nine, his little boy and his dog. And this guy was crazy. He, you know, I don't want to get into detail of what happened, but the same thing also happened to the dog. Okay. And then the man killed both of them. So this was a sexual predator and yes, bestiality happens. And so that was it for me. I said, I can't have any dreams like this anymore. Like whatever you're, wherever you're coming from, this is hurting me. It's too much. However, for me, like I felt like animals were speaking to me about things that were happening to them, even on farms. And as a matter of fact, if you go on Instagram, I want you all to do this. There is a veterinarian Instagram page and it's called like, nude vets nude veterinarian club or something is so weird so it's all these stinky naked doc veterinarian doctors from all over the world or maybe just the united states and they don't wear any clothes and they're they're all like with all the animals like helping them being doctors how disgusting is this so this is the thing i want to start i want to call out because i'm going to call you out I'm going to call you out, you nasty beast. You beast of the farms. You farmers, some of you, not all of you. You know who you are. You know what you're doing. And so do the stars. You know what you're doing. Those of you who are pet owners and you're sadistic and you're disgusting. Because you do things and allow your pets to do things to you that you know 
you probably would go to prison for or probably stoned. And that's speaking from a pet lover from Colorado. I am here today because I'm going to expose the, 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 the things that are happening. Now, here's the truth. When evil things happen to people and to pets, their story, it doesn't go unnoticed. People like me will dream about it and will retell their story. People like me will give them a voice and let them know like you're being watched. The walls are watching. Have you ever heard the saying, the walls even can hear your secrets? Yes, they do. Okay, there's energy in everything that's even here. It's kind of scary when you really think about it. You think the plants don't hear shouting and screaming? Let me tell you, when we're stressed, when we're yelling and fighting, when there's tears of sadness, who gets impacted? Our plants. Anything living around you, your animals will take in it all. So this is a serious conversation. Right now, my spirit is just part of it. Like I'm, I'm compelled to do this talk because my spirit is hurting. And I'm really, really, really trying to get through this time. My cousin passed Friday. Um, September 3rd and September is just a month where I I lose a lot of people. I said that in a different podcast. Um, I'm going through a really hard time. You know, sometimes it feels unbearable when you don't know what, how to plan for death or unexpected situations. But what I'm trying to tell myself is that, you know, this, this isn't just a game like oh you're dead and move on no there's something much greater beyond this veil that I don't know and I do know that there is a good fight going on there's a there's some type of there's a fight um every day we strive right it's a struggle things aren't just handed to us well a few people on the planet get things handed to them all their life but most of us have to struggle even if you came from a wealthy background, they're still going to make you, for a lot of times, they'll make you work that wealth off. Or you may have inherited a whole business as a kid, and now you thought you were going to have plans to do X, Y, and Z, but now you're working 50 hours a week for the family business. So there's a lot of different challenges and struggles, and people want to live their lives feeling free and feeling um, cared about and feeling that they can also enjoy a piece of this pie. I think people are getting to the point where we're tired of this fighting each other. In fact, have you all seen The Wizard of Oz? And if you're much younger generation, you should watch it because at the very end, it'll show you that everything that's being this great mastermind, everything that you thought was orchestrating is really something very small, but we've given it power. We've given it power because we're, we're afraid to die. Because we're afraid to die, we, 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 we are willing to sacrifice our happiness, 
in our comfortability just so that we can live underneath this, whatever this oppression is that's ruling us. And the, and the further back you go with this bloodline of whatever it is, the farther it is from balance, equality, truth, and justice. So the, the, the quest for humans is to decide which energy do, are you going to tap into most. What, you know, it's like plugging in your, yourself into a, a battery, right? The battery's going to charge you up. There's two batteries. There's a, like the matrix kind of. There's like, <laughs> there's two batteries. There's one battery that's going to give you life, freedom, joy, and happiness. Then there's another battery that's going to drain, sabotage, hurt, destroy, kill, and finite things. You have to decide every single day what energy source are you going to tap into. And even if you've made 99 mistakes, it's that 100th chance that you've gotten to make a difference that can literally change history. So never think that you, because you've made so many mistakes that you can't move forward and that's what we want to tell tell spirits if you're a medium or if you're a person that channels energy you tell that tell them that it is safe to move on and that what they've learned through religion is that you you are stuck and you're gonna you know god doesn't love you and you're gonna have to walk the hall of shame no there are chances see it isn't my my, I mean, I, I can't even honestly, like I, I'm not even at liberty to, Ooh, I better go watch the food. <laughs> I'm not even really at liberty to judge it. I mean, I can't judge anybody. These burgers still on mm-hmm. the burgers. Yeah, still on. I hope I didn't burn them. All right. How are you guys? I'm actually cooking. I'm almost burning up food. <laughs> so that's what you have to decide. What you want to do, what path you want to take in life. And each of us are given a choice every single day. We have to make that ultimate decision. Hello everyone and happy Halloween. Welcome to Monique's Pet Whisper. I wanted to do this podcast because I'm doing something a little different. Um, Mondays are unfortunately the days where people have heart attacks because of the stress that they're mulling over the night before. So I, I wanted to really reach out to my audience to let you know I'm feeling you and I'm here for you many of you I I don't know I don't know everyone who listens to my podcast but I can sense that you're you're looking for something greater you're looking for something more than yourself sometimes we're going to be in 
um, situations where we we d- we just don't have any control. And right now, uh, this pandemic is throwing us a, a lot of wrenches, a lot of stenches, and a lot of fist clenches. And unfortunately, fist clenching is a prerequisite to, you know, potentially medical issues like heart attacks and strokes. So what we want to do is let's join together and know that we we're in this together. The beauty of people. Now, even though I get so upset at the dumb things that we do, that really it's kind of funny. Like if you are an ET in the clouds watching us, they're like, what? Why are like these two humans that have different colors like why are they fighting each other <laughs> you know why is this guy or girl a freaking weirdo like what is this weird energy they probably have a lot to say about us <laughs> what is this great who are these humans that are so fist clenching leads to heart attacks okay so Let's talk about the heart and let's talk about how great uh, people actually could make the world if we were to do just to be different, you know, work together and connect with each other's gifts and talents and share, you know, like share our dreams, share resources, the world. In fact, this system that we live in could actually collapse if we had more people who were in, enabled and had the, had, had the power and given the blessings of wealth. And, and this could be anyone. It doesn't matter what you look like at this point because, you know, if you're that person that can empower then there's ways to do that to where you're not wasting money, but it's something that can actually create a dynasty. Okay, so I think in my discussions, along with many other things, I'm going to resurrect the word dynasty. Now, I will have my own interpretation, because, in, but a dynasty is something that is a solid fact of uh, generational wealth and the building of infrastructure and pages and pages of stories of ecosystems and communities that that thrived and created legacies upon a legacy that was strong and wealthy and had uh, some sort of moral and integrity of a higher knowledge and, and self-awareness. So that's a dynasty. I am building a dynasty. A dynasty means that every human being has the potential of creating, number one, a, their own dynasty. Okay? And sometimes people, we just think about it, we're all standing on a straight line in front of each other. Well, we can't see at the very end of that line, right? 
because there's so many people in front of you. But we're all looking where ahead. We're all looking what straight ahead. We're all what focused. We're all what moving towards the what the prize, the prize in our eyes, the prize without size, the prize without lies, the prize that helped us rise, the prize that kept us high in the sky, the prize in the mile high, the enterprise, the inner prize in my eyes. I rise. Okay, so that is a dynasty in inside of you are cities inside of you. And that is another episode. If you if you haven't checked it out, I invite you to do that. Because at this point, guys, I'm I'm trying to get on something here. Like, yes, I I make fun of things and I enjoy telling the truth. But I think the true part of my main message is don't we all have a heart? Don't we all have a heart? Hmm, I should start some t-shirts. If I were to put like some t-shirts out, like, don't we all have a heart? Why is there hatred? Why is there racism? Why is there this ism? Why is there that ism? It could be kind of like something like that. And if you're listening, please share the message. It doesn't make sense. When I say, don't we all have a heart? Do you think I'm separating myself from animals and plants when I say that? No, I'm not. Because plants have some form of living and breathing. They have a mechanism. It may not look like our big, you know, meaty heart of the human that is filled with chaos and deception and good tidings and love so but love is at the core all these other things that the fear and when we do when we react when we make mistakes you know that's nothing i'm just telling you the essence of who you are is is love that's why you can always go back to it and i believe that yes there are those that are just they're hardwired their hard wire is is screwed up, like the way their their wires are, and you can't repair that. Sometimes you can't repair that damage. Only the all the Almighty, or somebody's, you know, you may say, "Well, I I, I don't believe in anything beyond myself." Well, something is keeping, whether you have a word for it or a thought for it or not, um, something alive you know, or can make something change. So w what is it that we, we can do to gain that higher frequency? So the key is, is there are cities inside of you, meaning there's creativity and there's intelligence. And we're so woven and dipped in fear and, and to the point where when we look at each other's skin color, or hair or the clothes or just very shallow things, it can actually cost someone their life. Why are we paying attention to these things? Why aren't we paying attention to the city and the dynasty inside of another person? 
because if we begin to invest in ourselves and in our communities, meaning you need to extract who has, who's good at doing what. Because let me tell you what my ancestors did and many of your ancestors did. When the road was rough in the 1920s and 30s, that was the time of creativity. When the, when the, after the Dust Bowl kicked up and all of the KKK uh, Jim Crow laws were, were very much in effect, when segregation was at its best, and believe me, it was a good thing because people of color were able to be what? Creative and what? Continue um, continue the skill sets that they learned for the last 400 years, 500 years of living. They continue, they continue doing things they already knew how to do. For example, brother, let's say brother Jacobson, he was a tailor. Sister Martha, she was a seamstress. Brother Carl, he was the mathematician. And Sister Stacy, she was good at making a bunch of chem, um, not even chemicals. They were doing organic stuff back then, just with natural clays and, and things from the earth that would naturally color things that you needed to be colored so to make clothes duh right they've been making clothes for a long time oh we had um mr stewart and miss Laley. they were the they were the town optometrists and we had mr lucky because he helped with cardiac issues and he was the master surgeon. These are black people I'm talking about, people of color, indigenous people that have been doing things. And when I say doctor, it was on a whole nother level. It was also understanding, you know, medicine roots, like from plants, just natural remedies, as well as advanced, you know, abilities. I mean, how do you think so many slaves actually did survive slavery did you did we actually hey people cities inside of you did you did you ever think about your ancestors and how they have the answer to how to take care of themselves when they got sick and they got colds unfortunately some of them did not survive harsh winters but they did however hear the whispering the whispering from the plants about various herbs that would actually help give them energy <clears throat> that would help keep their mind off of the chaos I'll call it the divine dynasty so each and every one of us has has something to to give we have a gift. That means it's something to give. Some of you have been like denied your gifts. 
you know, like you're particularly really good at something or really great at something, but yet you're working this job that has absolutely nothing to do with what you really want to do and you're frustrated and there's no way to tie in your gifts to this where you're at or perhaps it's you know it could be some other circumstance and so what I want to share is it's never too late to start a business it doesn't mean you have to take off going a million miles an hour but if you have something you want to share with other people and and I'm and I want to say self-development here because the tendency the tendency to get greedy when you are amassing a lot of wealth is there. And so you have to think about okay, when I reach this certain threshold or you know, will I have like a certain percentage of all of my proceeds going to you know, developing um you know, communities or schools or schools in communities, just anything. It could be overseas. It could be anything you want to do. There's enough people with big hearts right now that are suffering because they're realizing every this this particular job that they need is not paying the bills. Meanwhile, Colorado, you continue to deprive people of a decent wage and I'm not talking about privileged people here at all there is actually a wealth gap forming in Colorado and and more and more homeless people and when I'm seeing the home homeless people there is a, a component of mental not just mental illness but drug abuse hmm. and we're not talking about marijuana and they've forecasted Colorado would be becoming like Seattle at some point, which is really in trouble. I don't know what the heck's going on. But there's wastelands that are starting to actually develop in the United States. When you choose to continue to gouge the economy, where, you know, 1% of your of your workforce is, is getting 90, <clears throat> 90%, maybe it's 60% of everything, of all the profits. And you don't have really competitive wages like you could. And you actually have a sales team and you're only giving them like 5% of the commission or 3% some staggering number like that you know guys I have gone through such terrible situations and sales jobs I mean I'm talking about straight robbery <laughs> and in my face and having to challenge the vice president of, of companies because I you know I happen to help companies amass a lot of wealth um, and it doesn't take very long, but what happens is they end up actually being at full capacity. Now they can't handle the volume. So unfortunately, I move kind of quickly. I move fast. If you're a business and you're really serious about growing, I'm going to get you there because I just have a gift for that. Everyone has a gift that my gift is connecting people. People trust me. And they like 
and I'm very knowledgeable in almost every industry. I've just had a weird life with, with my work history. It's just throwing me in these different um, industries, which makes me an expert in a lot of industries. So that's why I'm a community consultant or a pan board panelist for Denver International Airport. Um, I just sat in on two projects, was it two or three? Um, so had those opportunities there and hoping to continue learning more and more about what's needed to help, to help kind of reshape the way we're doing business in Colorado and how we invest in our employees so that people are not feeling like they have to work three jobs. People are making more money driving. Some people are making more money driving for Uber or Lyft than their nine to five. And it gives them the flexibility that they need. And I believe that Uber and Lyft and other delivery services have made, have actually been a conduit to help people kind of think about what's important. You know, time is important, family's important. How can I have a work-life balance that makes sense? Particularly frontline workers, that's who I want to zero in on because everything I just spoke about, this gets to the heart of the matter of people who, who are having to work three jobs. You know, who don't have, who there there is no deposit or savings or anything it's living paycheck to paycheck. And if you miss a step, oh boy, you're going to hit the deck and lose all respect. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of things that go wrong when you are living in really confined conditions economically. But if you already have, you know, and people of color, there are plenty of people of color, um, Plenty, plenty of people of color that have their things together, right? But there's a large majority that are still caught in the cycle. And unfortunately, even if you have everything together, be be careful and beware because somehow you're on a like a IRS hit list. <laughs> you better be real careful when you, if you're a person of color and you're amassing a lot of money. You better make sure that you participate in government fundraising or th throw them an extra 5,000 because they're going to be, they're going to want to come after you. It has happened to so many people, celebrities for one. And what's bad about things with our uh, celebrities of color, now much has changed with like education and exposure and things like that, but in the past... And you do unfortunately still hear these stories. Um, they're not educated in terms of, okay, what is a hip hop artist or a singer truly, what are they truly making? Because by the time you deduct all of the stuff, all of the charges, I actually took a class on this in, college, in school. Once you deduct everything out of that, it's, you're, you're, pretty, much, you're pretty much hooked in you're you're pretty much hooked in a bag you know so you're in trouble
because you are in debt. You are in debt to uh, pretty much the suppliers. And it isn't that you're picking your own suppliers. You might have to go with so-and-so of so-and-so because that's who your agency uses. If you're an artist, I'm talking to you. So, or if you know, if you know of young people who are, who are artists, don't be a fool. Make sure you, you're understanding what you're signing up for. Don't get, don't let people take your song and your, your voice and, and change who you, your image and who you are. If you're a, if you're an older person and you have, you know, you're influential in your community or all the young people love you, they want to hear what you have to say, you know, this is for you too, because you, you still have your youthfulness inside of you. So you're, you're there to help encourage. So we do have some barriers that we have to overcome and I'm encouraging young people, if young people are interested in starting a business, mom and dad, I'm asking you to please pay attention to your young person. If they're playing the violin at the age of five, which a friend of mine, no, he's not even five, he's like three. No, a little older than that. Yeah, I think he is five now. Anyway, the point is, this is what we, we need to pay attention. That we need to build new cities and new dreams. COVID has shaken so many families of color in particular. And I do give a shout out to other families of non-color who are suffering with other things as well as COVID. In this discussion, because of the barriers that are uncontrollable in which we live in a matrix that is kind of set up where we have to make sure we find the resources. I was listening to an account with Frederick Douglass and I'm actually going to, it was it was um, read by Ozzy Davis, but it, no, 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 it was actually Eartha Kitt. Sorry, Eartha Kitt uh, read this dialogue um, from Frederick Douglass and some of the struggles that he experienced. And one of the things that was most important was that they all the slaves were told not to read. You can't read. Like you imagine not, you imagine being told you can't. Like first of all, you know that there's something special about knowing how to read. And you're told you can't do it. And if you do it there, you can actually get killed. And you're trying to figure out why is it so important for me to know how to read? For me, you know, to not know how to read. What is this power behind this? these words? Well, what happened? People of color, they started, of course, slaves are going to learn how to read. Many of them played like they didn't know anything. You better play... I mean, I'm telling you, you better know your, your enemy. And your enemy was, at the time, your master who was didn't want you to know anything. And so, till this day, you know, knowledge is power. If you're not reading books or, let's say, listening to audios or stimulating your mind, someone else is going to tell you what your destiny is what your future is going to be. Somebody's going to read you your book. They're going to write your script. Okay, you you will be 
shucking and jiving like a puppet, you know, by the by the puppeteer who has no fear, my dear, and who is near and who is always listening. Yeah, so be aware of the wolf. Be aware of the of the wolves in your lives. So reading is power because it unlocks your mind. It teaches you self-awareness, knowledge of self, as they say, the self-awareness. What happens when you're aware? That's why people are afraid of artificial intelligence. What happens when the computer becomes self-aware? Will it begin to care or will it begin to dare or will it begin to stare at you? You know, those things are important when you're thinking about even artificial intelligence. Because there's some that there's there are machines that won't stop counting like it just keeps moving, keeps going into infinity. Okay, so there's some sort of of of, of process of intellectual uh some sort of awareness even even in the technology even in energy even in in things of electricity which is the spark and power of it all we we rely so much on our technology it's um, it's crazy but what we can do is instead of using it in a, in a negative sense like technology is is being it's good for some things but it's bad for a lot of other things we need to first of all be respectful but also remember our ancestors who many of them didn't know how to read but created inventions to make make things easier on the plantation do you know what kind of whippings some slaves actually received because they were tinkering with copper and making motors or some things, some sorts of things were happening like that. They wouldn't have called it a motor, but it, it was an apparatus that made things more easier, especially those that have to cross rivers, you better believe there were there were advanced ways of delivering the foods. The slaves had to deliver food a lot of times from scanty boats. Like they had to, they had to make those boats sturdy and make them make them strong. Because if any of that food sunk down in the water, if anything happened. To any cargo or just something that had to go from one um, parish or you know one piece of land oh please they'll be fed to the alligators because they look because the slave master looked at it like well you you cause more goods let's say they, they were goods that were from like it was tobacco you know or co tobacco and cotton or and some fish or some things like that maybe was an inexperienced slave that didn't really wasn't really taught all the right things but he 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 had been working it making going back and forth but something happened where it caused maybe you know could have been weather or something but 
all of the cargo, all of the important things that needed to be transported got messed up. And the cost of that outweighed his his could his value, what he was worth to the master. So get guess what happened to him? Fed to the alligators. Thrown off the thrown off the little ship. It wasn't even a ship, it was very scanty scanty. You know, it was an easy way just to, to move things from one from point A to point B. Because remember, they did not have vehicles back then. So, there slaves were always making improvements and adjustments on on every single thing they had to do because they were living under so much pressure of, of perfection, the, the pressures of perfection. That if they made a mistake. It, it, it was the harshest of punishment. It wasn't a light punishment. So when you're living under that type of rule, what's interesting is I can guarantee you that the slaves actually walked around dignified, dignified in their tattered clothes, dignified in their hair that their hair that did grow dignified walking down deep meadows dignified while singing until their heart bled out dignified while they had to take care of mammy's children dignified after being completely I will not even say it because it's so horrendous dignified after so many different ways to strip a person's soul in half, yet they were dignified. This is the reason why the character, this is the reason why, number one, um, blackface was so popular in any way to discredit the, the black family and, and our level of intelligence. If you think about that, why was the, why was the book such a threat because they they knew master knew if these slaves even get a whiff of that that old bible they gonna realize that i'm the devil exactly so that's really the truth there um they they're gonna they would realize that they were the ones in bondage that they were the children of israel uh-oh, some of you cut off the podcast. Oops. Hey, if you want to talk about it, it just think about just these metaphors. Who's been in bondage? Hasn't just been the, you know, there's been many groups of people all over the world that have been in, in bondage. The sad note is, is that people of color is in America are still in bondage. And we're still at the bottom of the social economic totem pole on a global level. On a global level. When you're measured by stacks of wealth and your your net personal net worth because you have no assets, you you have no real foundation, you have no memory because they they took your memories of your ancestors who gave you the answer your ancestors the answer they say oh don't remember them because that's the devil don't 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 know your ancestors because that's the devil 
And so instead, you replaced your great, great, great auntie, so-and-so that couldn't wait for you to be born so she can watch over you because our ancestors already went through the many of the challenges that we're going through today, and but on an even deeper level. But yet you were told not to remember because it wasn't important. And if you don't know your anything about your ancestors, you, when you get in these situations, you won't know the answer. And you will be, as they say, the walking, what, dead. Asleep. Asleep. Sambo sleep, shuck and jive sleep, pop the booty sleep. All of these things are great and dandy if you think so, but we need more than that. We are the only race that will go, and it's sad because I want us to have more self-esteem. First of all, let me say this. If you're a, a black actor or actress, you do not have to accept roles that strip away your dignity. And if you want to kid and fool somebody about, oh, that is not a big deal. It's, I like roles like that. Well, why, do you, why are you having to play those roles? Do you see Molly or Janae or others playing these types of roles? Or is it just you? And the sad part is we've been playing the same kind of roles. It's become a mold. It's like we, we're so desperate to want to get that drive time commercial to get, you know, on TV for some reason that we will accept disre disrespect. We'll be the third will in a like, like type of movie, like. Oh my God, it's a horror movie. And like, there's like that one like black chick that like doesn't have a dude. And she's kind of like just there and like kind of say it's like really corny jokes and they're really not funny. Yeah, that kind of chick. So that's how they see you. When you have to degrade yourself or you, and in, in fact, you know, and I'm not trying at get mad all you want to because you shouldn't you need to think about this if you're a gay man black man in particular or whatever however you identify why is it that they have to exploit you to the point where you're the first one that has to go out showcasing or being super flamboyant but you don't see an equal playing field of that across the board but they put you up for that. They they put us up for so many things and it's not right. So remembering our ancestors will enable us to get through these difficult times. I mean, they went through, you have no idea, all kind of just heinous sexual acts that were inflicted upon them. Everything you can imagine, from experiments to everything, to not even seeing you as a human being. 
And seeing you as someone that is intellectually inferior when you have so many gifts and talents, when you're the frontline, when you're, you are the frontline worker. Now I'm talking, was talking about your ancestors, our ancestors, but now you're a frontline worker. You're experiencing hostility at work, especially if you live in Colorado. This thing is so deep because I will talk about it and I don't care if you don't like it. I'm not gonna compromise my voice to make you feel comfortable. The problem is people aren't talking about things. Admit that if you're racist, admit it. Okay, I'm a racist. Let me tell you, I have actually gotten along with racist people. I knew where they're coming from and they know where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to be chummy buddy, buddy, buddy gumdrops with a racist. But if your pet, or even if you need some help, guess what? I'm going to see, I'm, we're going to come eye to eye on things. And you know, deep down inside in your heart, you know, you're changing. I, I've had people who said they were, who didn't understand people of color really, or they, they didn't, they just never really been around them. And sometimes it's when you can just break through the fear factor, it can actually change the world. Some people are not equipped to be that strong. And there is a thick residue here in Colorado where I'm speaking on the, at the workplace specifically. So the workplace can look like a lot of different things. It could look like a big office setting where there's multiple floors. It, you know, could be that. It can be, you know, a grocery store. It could be at a hospital setting, a lot of places. And if you are working in a place that has, that's predominantly, it could be one race or a mixture of races. Depending on the situation, you could be outnumbered. I believe that people should treat one another with respect. But if you're if you're a minority, consider a minority, and you're prancing around in the workplace mistreating another minority in order to assimilate or be accepted, then you, my friend, look like a token to your, the one, your oppressor, the ones, but you're kissing. They say, oh my gosh, oh gosh, they're just doing everything. They're just acting a hot, uh, what do they call it? A hot mess, ha ha ha, just for us. Man, those people really don't like themselves. I guess they really do wanna be like us. I guess we are really like cool. Like, I don't understand. I'm, I would never do that. I mean, if Katie were like, or like Kimberly, if they were anywhere around, I would just be nice to them. I don't know why they treat each other that way. Then they always say that we're racist and they're really like mean to each other. And then they blame us for that. I mean, I wasn't mean to anybody, but they're just so 
look how they treat that black girl. Like, I know that they're not comfortable with her. Neither am I, though, actually. But still, I mean, I thought that they would be, like, super nice to her. And they're just acting so um, snobbish. Kind of like, maybe I'm rubbing off on them. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's still kind of weird to see that. Like, and that black guy, Troy, I mean, like... I noticed when like Stanley and like Chuck are around, they just kind of frown and like, I could tell they don't really want to talk to him. But when they do like, they'll just talk about like football and like, you know, like, like hip hop music, like kind of like stuff like that because they're into that. But we don't really tell them about like other things we do outside the office because you know they're different you know they're you know black people are they're not like us i mean they don't i don't really want to get into that because everyone is now saying i'm racist and i i maybe am racist but i do pay attention to race because i know that if i were to ever ever have like any drop of like like black blood oh my god like my entire world would just crack in half and I would just be doomed to hell and then I would ask God like why did you do this to me and like now I'm gonna be poor and like no man will want me and then I would just have to lie about like who I really am and like really like dye my hair blonde <laughs> my hair is already blonde but you know what I mean like just dye it and like get blue contacts and so fake it because I would in powder like I would so bleach my skin if I were not white because I would never want to be black I would just be like like the terrible curse of life oh my god like no no money like no posh like I would never have Muffy she'd probably like run into an alley like totally yelping for help so like Oh man, I'm just so grateful that I look the way I do because if I were you, I would totally take off that hue. Boo. So, that's just an example of how how people are thinking about you in the workplace. And you need to be strong, especially if you're if you're considering being an entrepreneur. I'm telling you, take things slow, but you want to enroll in programs, technical support programs that will teach you the ins and outs of how to run a business. Even if you've been in, you're in year three of your business, you know, there's, there are accelerators that can really help you to connect with your business. And more importantly, if you want to give back to the community with your, with your business, you can figure out ways to do that. You don't always have to make do a nonprofit. You can do a for-profit, but do things that are centered around um, many different things. I mean, you can it could be restaurant concepts. It could be art, some sort of, you know, like this one lady, LaDonna, she does these really cool magnets. I wish I knew your, the name of your business, LaDonna, but she does these really cool magnets. Um, beautiful magnets uh, she's on her way to something great we have Rochelle Johnson she is a prolific artist here 
painter. I mean, just really someone that I'm blessed to know because she's going down in history books. She's already in the Colorado History Museum. And so when you hear these stories are very encouraging if you are experiencing um, people not valuing your voice. Let's say you have an idea at a meeting, but like your supervisor or your coworkers just knock it down. Maybe it's a family member. Listen, you wear your crown. And sometimes you, there is a time to be in listening mode. You know, even I am learning that. Sometimes it's, it's always not the time to speak. And if you, someone is not valuing your voice, don't waste your time or your breath on that subject matter. What you do is you listen, hold your jewels inside, do not throw your, what do they say? Do not throw your pearls to swine because they do not see that you are divine because they have a staff in their eye and they are blind. So that's what's happening. And you, as you de continue to develop, you will run into um, opposition. It's part of the polarity of life. Expect it. Unfortunately, it's the tension of life. But if you're living in a false reality, I, I don't think your dreams could be very pleasant at night. And your experiences in the dark are probably really scary if you are oppressing people. So going back to helping us to understand the cities inside of us, don't give up on yourself. If you are already at the top of your game in your business, be a mentor or continue sharing your success stories with other people sharing how you can help rebuild your community. The problem is that we're facing is what lack of generational wealth? What is generational wealth? We often hear hear that term, but people are missing that when we need to relate the concept of generational wealth and reparations. This is the this is the disconnect. It's very simple. Reparations was a way for us to gain what was due to us, which was a a a way to say thank you slaves for building this economic foundation for America. Thank you for all of the bloodshed and the bones and the forgotten stories and the Sambo and the red lip pictures and the tattered covered books about my ancestors. They're saying thank you for letting us use you and your songs and your and, and all of your your soul, your rhythm and blues, and to continue to make you into a fool in so many sitcoms and movies, so many cookie cutter, non-intelligent roles that are still being portrayed. Third wheelers. We we want to thank you. Okay? The reparations was a way and a reminder to America what was really given and what was paid. 
what was laid. But unfortunately, that promise of a legacy and a reminder of the, of the stories of my ancestors never came to pass. So the economic ecosystem that was structured around human capital and that still is till this day and built off of that till this day did not have a chance once free to actually participate in America's economic uh, free market. Instead, slaves, indigenous humans were indebted to the actual system. And this is how born into poverty began. So born into poverty as a slave, yes, you, you, you didn't even have a choice. You, you weren't considered anything. Now these are to the eyes of what the degenerate, but deep inside we are what royal. You can't even, you can't, don't tell me anything. How dare you back your ass up. If you say anything about me not being royal, you better go sit in a cave, get cold and chill out. You better move it on up. Okay. Which is another, another, the Jeffersons moving on up. Yep. To the east side. Finally got a piece of that pie. Hmm. Black people, people of color, not just black people. I understand that, but still trying to get a piece of that pie because until my numbers come from the bottom here of disparity. And the problem is when you are of dark hue, there's no, there's no skin lightening that up. Okay. I don't want to skin lighten. There's no compromisations going on. There's no passing going on. There's no, oh, I'm going to flip my last name and look and call myself this, or I'm going to check this. I'm checking this white on my application because I know that I will have economic mobility as an immigrant, you know, or whatever. It's so stupid. All of it. The problem is there's, there is a huge disparity gap. And the problem also is America's belly is full of problems. There's not only racial problems, you know, there's housing issues. Okay. There's abuse. There's child, you know, terrible things going on with children. There's animals that are, are suffering or that are needing resources. The homeless rate is skyrocketing and they need they need to learn um, not just job skills. Hell, maybe they need to be an entrepreneur. Maybe they they were at the top of their game in their business and now they're not. So the problem is America's belly is full of problems and people don't want to hear about each other's problems. But we have to in order to get to the center of the puzzle. Can we each help each other but if you're gonna turn a blind eye to you know good and well black people are still disrespected treat it like we're just you know nothing 
like some people somebody could just walk up to a black person's hair or a black person and just touch them like oh touch your shoulder but yet you're not going to do that to jenna you're not going to treat jenna that way you're not you're going to make sure that she is not disrespected you're going to make sure that chad or broad are like making sure that if you're if they're at a car dealership that like you're running up to them now depending on where you are in the country i get it those demographics are for certain demographics people if you are in atlanta you know that scenario doesn't apply to you because of the, the diversity level is completely different than colorado so we have to be honest with ourselves There is a disparity issue. So frontline workers, communities of colors, those that are, have moved up the ranks, you know, everyone's in a different phase, but I empower you tomorrow's Monday. Now, if you're listening to this, it could be Thursday or another day. The message is the same. Make sure you take a step and acknowledge your gifts. Take it one day at a time and figure out figure out what's best for you empower your young people your children to understand your dreams and what you want out of life be sure to educate yourself about financial literacy don't be afraid of numbers do you know that we were the original mathematicians math is inside of you Math is all inside of you, and there are different ways to learn math. The traditional ways in schools are not always the best ways for people of color to learn math. We see things in stories and sometimes in this circular thinking. Others may see things in more linear thinking. Yes, it's true. Cities inside of you. So be encouraged, my dear friends. Um, I hope that your day will end in, in great triumph. Know that I am journeying with you. I will continue to be an advocate and a voice of truth. I am here also to learn from you. I sense your energies and your questions. Um, this time I didn't talk much about pets, but believe me, my little woofy babies if they're turtles cats dogs wherever you are i'm hoping that your pet parent is looking at you and i'm hoping that your pet parent has also checked out some of these other podcasts i've done because they're actually kind of funny reading it in a blog isn't the same trust me so anyway guys thank you so much and again tomorrow's monday don't don't get too overwhelmed. It's gonna, we're gonna make it. But don't let them see you sweat. Talk to you soon. Good night.